Spotters, welcome to the program. I'm your host Kyle Lara, and today we have a lot of uh, catching up to do, kind of thing. And uh, in this program, we're going to be reviewing. Uh, primarily, we've seen a lot of movies uh, this uh, this this year, uh, catching up to all the movies that came out in 2017. Uh, primarily, we're going to be going over uh, three billboards in Ebbing, Missouri. And outside Ebbing, Missouri, and uh, the Disaster Artist, and then uh, Alexis and uh, Peter are going to go over movies that they've seen on their own, and uh, we'll take it from there. So, without further ado, here's Red Spotlight number such and such, and uh, insert title here. <laughs> about uh, about uh, the three billboards that uh, that were placed outside uh, Ebbing, Missouri, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the Just movie that will say, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the movie, the movie that will win uh, Best Picture yes. at the Oscars. Yes, not if Alexis has anything to do about it. Oh no, no! It, now it's gonna fail. Now, now it's gonna fail. Now that he uh, he uh, he said yes excitedly. Uh, so. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, but I think Three Billboards is one of the best movies of the year, and I think it is an extraordinary candidate to win Best Picture. And honestly, I think it should win. You're uh, disgusting. It's, it's doomed. Uh, guys, what did we think about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri? I'll just call it three billboards. Keep it, uh, keep it casual. Else. Okay. If I, if I may, uh, lead the pack mm-hmm. on this conversation, because I believe I was the one to see this movie first. Um, not that it makes a difference who saw it first, <laughs> but I do want to state the record. Just because you popped your cherry first. Thank you, Kyle, for always making things sexual. Always. You never fail, but okay, because there's a need of that, apparently. I want to say that uh, I, when I walked out of this theater, when I saw three billboards, that I was stunned. And I was amazed and dazzled and honestly stupefied by how amazing this movie was. I think Three Billboards... Quite the adjective. I think Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is a contender for the best movie of 2017, which I think that is saying something considering the absolutely stacked year we've had in great movies. I think it is possibly by a mile has some of the best acting, if not the best acting in a movie all year with powerhouse performances by Francis McDormand and Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson. I think the direction is outstanding. I think the drama is heavy, but it also packs a lot of dark humor, which apparently is the style of Mark McDonough, who is the director of this movie, who has directed other films like In Bruges, um, In Bruges, or is also a well-known film of his. Uh, yeah. which, which, Seven Psychopaths. Seven Psychopaths. That's a great film. That's a great film, Seven Psychopaths. Um, and which, by the way, I've I've tried to get Alexis to see In Bruges. I was about to past. say that In Bruges will be an upcoming to the table with me and Peter. So, oh, okay. <laughs> that will be I mean, that will be happening. Okay. All right. I can't yes. wait to listen to that. I mean, I never, uh, I never said no, Peter. I just said let's wait. I know. I know. <laughs> 
Uh, but but in short, I love this movie. I absolutely adore it. I think it's a it's it's uh, almost perfect. It's great. Peter, what did you think about Three Billboards? What a piece of shit. <laughs> okay, all right. We have My the opposite God. end of the spectrum. Go on and explain <laughs> why it's talk such a piece about of shit. disappointments. Um, no, I, I I genuinely um, loved the film. And I agree with Alexis. With, with a capital L. Well, you know, Alexis, every once in a while he gets it right. Um, <laughs> a lot of bullshit in between, but then he'll stumble in the right direction. Um, it's it's probably because of all the drinking he does. Oh, fuck, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. I, um, I don't drink. <laughs> I don't drink. Do. No, I don't. That's, that's, a, that's, a, okay. that's a, you don't drink. That is a big lie. Just because I have a fridge full of beer does not mean that I drink it every single day. He, okay. does, he does. And the wine. Anyway. And the wine. Which He's has like, not been opened. Okay. All the yeah. mouthwashy. Okay. Um, yeah. No, he, this. He goggles <laughs> and rinses with wine. <laughs> this was a really fantastic film. Um, and this is the kind of film that I do think deserves to win Best Picture. I agree. Except. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mainly because I, I think it's it, it it hits it out of the park in every area that you expect it to in a film. Writing wise, it, it's some of the sharpest, well written characters and dialogue. Um, you know, you can have out there. Directing wise, director the director is able to get incredible performances out of incredible actors and tell a really interesting story that you know it was constantly evolving and you know i when i turned on the film i thought it somewhat subverts expectations yes it's the last jedi of uh (laughs) i love billboard i really love how the last jedi has made the phrase it subverts your expectations famous because apparently it's now a target uh phrase for the people at red letter media it subverts your expectations well, it does. That's what they do. It's they're great. Um, <laughs> but no, it, great it's at being um, assholes. Exactly. Hey, that's really hard to do and be funny at the same time. Um, it's just incredibly well shot, well directed. Mm-hmm. Um, even the musical score works incredibly well. Some of the, it, the, it, the soundtrack, just, the songs that are added in, work really well. It's one of those films where um, every facet of filmmaking was just on the mark, and it just knocks it out of the park. I know some people have a problem with the ending. We'll get into that, I guess, a little after this, but uh, I had no problem with it. In fact, I loved it. I I thought it was great. Uh Uh, Wonderful film. One quick question. Um, the Sun. Is that the gay kid from Lady Bird? Yes, Bird? that is... Um, um, that's Lucas. Lucas Hedges. Okay. Lucas Hedges, who was also... Yeah, he was... I'll, yeah, he was... I'll talk about him more when we get to Lady Bird, uh, but... Um, yeah. 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 Which I can't wait for that discussion. What'd you think, Kyle? I, too, am in the same boat. 
that I think that this was an absolute piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> no one, no one should see it. No one should. No, nah, I'm just kidding. It is a great film. It just, it's a one. Ele- <laughs> Kyle, we need to agree. It just betrayed the lore. It did betray <laughs> it, the it, lore. It betrayed the lore. I couldn't. I I wanted to stand up and walk out. They messed with Luke's character, the, man. I I that you know. I as, won't be there for the spinoffs. As soon as he as soon as he drank the 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 metaphorical teat. On the, no, I'm kidding. I, uh, I think that this is an excellent example of great filmmaking. Uh, the story is is amazing. It just, uh, it's kind of like a Hell Hath No Fury, like a woman scorned kind of movie, and uh, the measures on which uh, Francis McDormand's character could go about, uh, uh taking care of a business, uh, doing what needs to be done, and. All that stuff, and that just that kind of uh, added uh, depth to her character was amazing. Uh, Woody Harrelson, great, uh, well casted. Um, the most surprising uh, character in there was Sam Rockwell's character, actually. Uh, are we spoiling? Rock- are we spoiling the movie yet, or are we? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. I'm just, I'm just saying my general thoughts. Okay. Um, his character is really surprising, and his character goes in uh, directions that you don't think that it will go, and uh, that's really surprising because at first he starts off like a cookie cutter character, and then all of a sudden he evolves, and that's the perfect uh, adjective to describe uh, this movie, Peter. Uh, and you were dead on when you said uh, evolve, and this movie is constantly evolving, and it's constantly changing, and it's and it's a uh, and it's like. It's like slowly. It's like uh, watching a flower bloom, kind of thing. It it's just like it's just amazing, just seeing it, you know, sprout out and and grow. And that's what uh, good storytelling does. It, it grows. It doesn't just stay in one position. It it grows. So that's the thing that I really loved about this movie is that it really took that element of storytelling and pushed it forward. And the acting uh, was just the cherry on the cake. On the not the cherry on the cake, the cherry on top, you know, whatever kind of uh, metaphors you wanna you wanna put in there. Um, can I, I, I? I just really liked it. Can I, just I really liked it? Can it was I, really good. Can I, I loved it. Piggyback on what Peter was saying um, about the Mark McDonough getting amazing performances out of uh, the actors. I think you might even consider he gave he was able to um, get career best performances out of Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand. Um, yeah, I mean honestly, and from especially Francis McDormand. Wow, um, I was I was gonna say maybe especially Sam Rockwell. I didn't have no idea he could be this great. I mean, all I know him is is being Justin Hammer from Iron Man Two, which that was a character I never really cared for to be to be honest Seven with you. Seven Psychopaths, he's great in. He's also the villain in uh, in uh, Charlie's Angels. Thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. I think the character that Sam Sam Rockwell has, I mean, it's almost like they pulled off a Game of Thrones level arc in this movie with him because I think he was the character that was designated to be hated by everybody and boy did I despise that character every single second he was on screen and I was so happy when he got he got what he got but when there's a turn that happens in the movie that kind of makes you 
look at things from a different perspective because one of the things and this this shouldn't be a spoiler one of the things that you are convinced right away is that aside from being incompetent at his job he's a bona fide unapologetic racist um but she is what which he is to a certain yes, extent. Yes, which he is to a certain extent, but that wasn't all of him. And I think there were moments of uh, redemption in, in that character that I wasn't expecting, that I wasn't expecting this movie to go, because when, when this movie starts, you think this is just going to be focused on Frances McDormand and getting her where she needs to go. But along the way, it picks up Sam Rockwell, and by the end... When certain things happened, it, and it's, it's not how I imagined the movie was going to go. It's not how I thought it was going to end. But I'll say this for Sam Rockwell. I hated his guts in the beginning. And by the end, I was like, I couldn't hate him anymore. And I was actually uh, appreciative of the things that he was beginning to do. And... Uh, uh, I thought that was great. Great arc. Unexpected. I think one of the best character arcs I've seen all year in a movie. Uh, I thought it was great. And as far as Frances McDormand is concerned, I, from the beginning of the movie, watching, yeah. watching her verbally blow everybody out of the water is spectacular. Oh, I knew you were going to love of that. Of course I was going to love that. I love movies where the, a lot of the characters just verbally are pieces of shit. I mean, one of my favorite movies is Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets, and that movie is basically him just talking shit throughout the whole movie in front of people's faces and not giving a shit about it. Um, and to it, But it's also, it's, all, it's also really funny. Isn't it? <laughs> There's so many moments that we can think of, and I, uh, I, I think I want us all to like give a moment that I that they love that we loved. I think for me, the one that really stood out was when she really um, trash talked that priest to his face. Oh yeah, she really just went off. Yeah, like I like how like she compared uh, his all of his uh, all of the people who go to his church as gang members. And just completely, like, trash-talking, like, completely diminishing, like, his role in society. And also, uh, of note, one of my favorite scenes was, uh, there's a scene where she's getting her one of her molars checked, uh, and she, uh, she was, like, talking with the dentist, and the dentist uh, interjected, and just when he's like, you know, there are people downtown. And then all of a sudden, uh, right when he said that, she, without a flinch, uh, took the dentist drill and drilled through his thumb and uh, and pretty much spit out whatever was in her mouth, like the, the, the medicine or whatever, and spit it out at him and just walked to work <laughs> right after that. And just like... I like her attitude and it's a very like don't give a shit kind of thing but that's because you see a lot of pain with her there's a lot of pain there's a lot of pain and torture in there but like if you think about it she practically almost tortures the damn townspeople (laughs) really I mean they deserve it because of the way that they're acting and I think you're with her the entire time like one to be fair there's no 
the, the, probably the greatest thing about this film is there's no clear cut, you know, these are the good people and these are the bad people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she herself has her own moral issues. The way in which she acts and treats people and deals with um, the the shit that she's gone through in life. I mean, wasn't there <laughs> wasn't there a scene where she got off the car and she kicked some high school some high schoolers in the crotch? Yeah, because what happened yeah. what happened was is that they threw like their milk jug at a, at the car uh, windshield, uh, her windshield, and. After that, she she got pissed and she's like, "Who did that?" And would talk down to one of. And then she kicked him in. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like the way that she doesn't give a shit, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. And again, it's because she's masking pain. Another scene. We'll we'll just get into spoilers right now. I mean, we should tell her why why she's in pain. Her daughter was murdered, right? Raped and murdered. Raped and murdered. Um, yeah. And they haven't found the. Uh, the person responsible, and then because at of the end the, of the day, that's I, that's kind of the point of the film. Yeah, three billboards it's, outside um, Ebbing, Missouri, is that she gets mm-hmm. uh, three billboards outside the town Ebbing, Missouri, and basically those three billboards are basically slanderous and a full-on attack on the on the local de- police department for failing to find the murderer. And the townspeople are outraged because she would personally call out the chief. And then we find out. Chief Willoughby. Right. Who's played by Woody Harrelson, who, who we find out has like uh, terminal cancer. Yeah. Which, by the way, their interactions together. It's just a well casted movie. Just like uh, her. Frances McDormand's interactions with, uh, with, uh, with uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Uh. You buy that there's kind of a history throughout the whole thing, and that's uh, that's another added plus to to all the cast that's that's in the film. No, um, yeah, definitely. One of my favorite moments in the thing is uh, when she's uh, replacing the flowers underneath one of the billboards, and uh, and a deer comes around, and she's talking. She has like this one tat-on-tat with the with the deer from the distance, and she's talking with him, with her and with the deer, and you get this uh, for the first time. You get like, oh, she's truly in pain, and all of the all of the things that she's doing is really a defense mechanism, and uh, that's you get more. The more that you look at all these characters, the more and more they're layered. You know, take Woody Harrelson's character. Uh, do we want to get into uh, his character, guys? Well, you, Kyle, you guys, you do realize that we were going to talk about, like, five films. So, we can't go, like, half an hour on every film. Oh, true. Okay, um... I uh, I think uh, overall the, this is a robust ensemble. Uh, I think it is tremendous. I think there's also a film that has a lot to say uh, about police officers. Um, I wish more people would pay attention to that and not listen to them blindly, but okay. Uh, which this movie should say. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I I really loved how it ended. 
at, at one point I was like, no, I wanted to see it. But then I was like, you know what? This is a beautiful ending. How do we feel about the ending of the movie? I loved it. I did as well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked that it was ambiguous. It left it open. Uh, I like movies that... Um, their, their story, to a certain extent, didn't come to a logical end, but it came to... Uh, you you got the full extent of the story about them and the three billboards, but you do have a sense that that pain continues. And from what you've seen of them and how they've both grown, which is um, Francis McDormand's character and Sam Rockwell, you can infer on what happens to them, but you'll never truly know. And I I like that. I think uh, I, I like when films do that. I like how they're on a metaphorical road to recovery. Yeah. Or and that, that was symbolism. the opposite of murder. Or murder. Who knows what could happen? But I will say, I think uh, this might be the one movie where we all agree 100%. Yeah. The one and only. What's that next Disaster one? Disaster Artist, I think. Disaster Artist, which is based you on... You take this one, Kyle. Which is based based on uh, Greg Sestero's uh, book, and it is the real-life telling of his involvement with a movie called The Room, uh, which we've all seen The Room, and how, uh, how amazingly awful it is, and uh, you get to see uh, the method of the madness, kind of, with uh, Tommy Wiseau, and uh, who is played brilliantly by uh, James Franco and uh, you get the, you get this throughout and yes yes I know what you're thinking I know what you're thinking Alexis and you can just stop yes I am aware of what's going on in the news with James Franco but that does not distract me from an amazing performance that he pulled off in the disaster artist, I think that I think we shouldn't touch on that because no, I I, I wasn't. I was slapping at Peter's face because he was laughing. I wasn't even making a face. Really? You, it, I, my phone is off. Oh, my screen had something else. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Continue, Kyle. Um. Anyway, I really thought this movie did it for me. I really love uh seeing creative processes. Uh, in uh, movies, and I love uh, biography. Auto, uh, so ba- basically, this was the Saving Mr. Banks to the room. Yeah, like a really messed up version of uh, Saving <laughs> Mr. Banks, <laughs> and it's amazing, and I love it. And uh, James Franco is amazing in it. Dave Franco is amazing. Uh, Seth Rogen, surprisingly, is like really good and really potent in his role. And, uh, Why surprisingly, the he's the best actor out of all three. Of them. I think Seth Rogen's a really good actor. He's underrated. You feel the yeah. you feel the frustration uh, that he portrays in the movie, and just like I, cinematography, not the best, but I think overall surrounding the cinematography, I think it's a it's a really uh, well made movie. Uh, Peter, I know that you, uh, you like it, but don't love it. Well, let's go to Alexis next, because I think he's going to be more similar to you than I would. Uh, spoiler alert, I think Peter had more problems than I did, or Kyle. Um, although, I mean, I, I, I don't agree with, I mean, I agree with Kyle. 
I, I don't feel as strongly as he does. I think Kyle, you loved this movie. Uh-huh. I really liked it. So that's like a little bit stepped down. But man, was this beyond enjoyable. I mean, to say the obvious, I think uh, James Franco does an outstanding performance as Tommy Wiseau. Um, and to be uh, completely transparent, I was aware of the room. I didn't see the room until very recently. I think I saw it with Kyle and Eddie. And oh my fucking God, what was that? <laughs> I mean... It was amazing. I, it I, actually know, was. I'm going to go... I'm going to go as far as declaring the room a masterpiece. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's a master of something. Um, There was something about that movie that, oh, my God. I mean, really, how did it happen? Oh, hi, doggy. (laughs) Everybody betray me. (laughs) And Tommy Wiseau is one of the absolute most... uh, Astounding people to ever ever walk this planet, and whatever it took to make this movie, um, I think was definitely worth uh, looking into. And I'm happy with what I got. I first of all, I I think James was great, was perfect casting, and I think Dave was also great as Greg. I think both two had a bond and a genuine friendship that I actually felt from the very beginning, and um, was happy where that went. Um, and I think for me, the best parts of the movie, though, are definitely when they're working on the movie um, uh-huh. and you get to see the eccentricness, but then also the passion that Tommy actually has. And, you know, for all of the for all of the showboating and for all of the, uh, you know, the weird things that accompany him. And also kind of uh, his uh, his darker side. too. Yes. But with all of that, there is a there an individual who wants to make movies, who want, who seeks to entertain people. And the weird thing about this is, even though he makes perhaps one of the worst movies ever made, he makes a movie that is remembered and cherished and loved for being so bad that it's good. Um, but I mean, you also... this. What makes it great is just how stupid he is sometimes. And I mean, the awkward moments from the opening scene where that horrendous acting uh, presentation when they're in the restaurant where he and Greg are practicing out loud and like, I don't care about these people to where he approaches. Uh, Paul, uh, what's his name? Uh the uh, Judd Apatow? yeah, Judd Apatow in the restaurant to be or not to be, not to be. and <laughs> to uh, to where one of the older actresses faints and um, and he's like, is she taking a nap or something? I mean, there's just so many moments that are just so. I think the comedy and the humor are outstanding. Um, and I but thought, you know what? It's almost kind of tragic. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the, tragic the or humor. not. The well, humor, it, it, too, because, <laughs> because, because Tom, because we know Tommy was out, Wiseau, and the way that he uh, he is, all this shit, uh, you get to see what happens before, it, you know, when making the room. And but I think the way that he went about it, yeah, and you saw how much of a disaster 
uh, it was behind the scenes. Hey, that's uh, what okay. happens when you work. So, can, I, um, can I just say very quickly, um, I thought that the end of the movie was beautiful. I thought there was a genuine bond. And I thought it was more inspirational, oddly enough, for this movie. That's all I'll say. Go, Peter. Okay. So Kyle loved it. Alexis really liked it. Uh, um, I, I, yeah, I'm in between. Really liked it and liked it. I, overall, I came out positive on the movie. You used the I I I heard you used the words really liked it. I said that yes. Okay, all right. I liked it. Um, I'm gonna be Miss Moreno today. Uh, <laughs> it it was definitely a good film, and I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Um, I got my money's worth, even though I did not pay to see it. Um, but at the end of the day, it, the biggest issue is that James Franco just isn't a good filmmaker. Um, and that that's really the biggest issue. Um, the his acting is incredible really great and I and even though what's his name is nothing like Greg Sestero Dave Franco it, it, it works him, him being Greg because again it, it's movies don't have to be exactly like real life they just have to tell its own good story yeah and at the end of the day though just reality I know for a fact is so much more interesting than the story that was in the movie because in the movie and I it's it's much more simplistic they they brought everything down to very simplistic angles and it's like okay this is the clear scene where you know they have the fight and then this is the clear scene where they make up and it's oh he's just jealous here and then he's a little snooty but then by the end it's like oh yay everyone laughed and fun and the actual story is a lot more gray and a lot more bullshit and i think a lot more interesting and and you could have had a much more complex character with a better filmmaker when it so came you, to so you um, think that this is more uh more like stereotypical uh, biopic shit. It's a typical film. Like, like it's, uh, but I guess the issue is the source material was there for like an astounding film. Like, really great. Genuinely, genuinely great. But at the end of the day, I was like, oh, it was good. So it's like. Mm. When this movie was uh, first. When this movie was first announced, I thought that uh, Seth Rogen was directing it. Oh, really? I thought, oh, yeah, because I saw him in the trailer and I just assumed that Seth Rogen makes all these movies where they're all in. Or maybe even Judd, no, maybe no, no. even Judd Apatow. James Franco has directed quite a few films, but you've never heard of them because James Franco is not a good filmmaker. Um... <laughs> The reason everyone heard about this one is because of how famous the, the room story is. is of the room, the story itself, um, and that's why I would have preferred if like a better filmmaker. Who would you have preferred, like so Seth Rogen and uh, Judd Apatow, or somebody else you have in mind? Um, honestly, if if I'm thinking like 
if we, this is a, a fantasy cast right here for director, maybe someone like uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Okay, that's. What do, what do you you know? You've seen his films, Kyle. I. That would be interesting to see. I was thinking of like more in the vein of like Edgar Wright. No, Edgar Wright. It, mm. We're seeing two different movies here. I'm, I'm seeing more of a complex character drama with um, some laughs. Well, I mean, ba- than, uh, ba- much like Boogie Nights. <laughs> yes. I think okay. one. I think one director that has worked with movies like this. Um, that would be easy for this movie. He's worked on The Founder and Saving Mr. Banks. Uh, what's his name? John Lee Hancock. But the thing is, is that he's got John Hancock is going to make it more uh, whimsical. Mm, that's true. But I mean, that's a better uh, filmmaker. That's not necessarily bad for a story like this. No, I mean, because I oddly found there were moments of inspiration here. So, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I. I would like to see a version of that. Although I, I do understand that maybe perhaps it it's not the same kind of biopic as like Saving Mr. Banks or The Founder, but those are both really good movies from all accounts. Yeah, but those the source material led weight for it to be more black and white. I feel not disaster artists. Not disaster artists. Okay. I think there's richer source. It's a richer source material than those other two. What, what other problems do you have with the movie, Peter? Um, it's the uh, and you guys can probably like this, and it's fine. Um, what? the cele- the celebrity cameos in the beginning throughout the entire film. It's 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 just to me, it's not adding anything to the film. It's just James Franco being like, "I'm popular, guys." Let me let me go get my rich, uh, my rich friends, my rich celebrity friends to come in, pop in, and uh, you know, have a cameo here and there. I didn't feel it as that. Ah, that's exactly. There's there's no other reason for them to be there. The the only ones that I think worked were, um, what's his name, Seth Seth Rogen, uh huh, because Seth Rogen's a really good actor. And someone like, uh, what's his name? The director. Um, the, the one he directs all those comedy. He directed Knocked Up. Judd Apatow? Judd Apatow. Um, other than that, like, even though, especially the ones at the very beginning, it, it, it's like you're, you're really making him out to be something that he's not, I think. By saying, and to me, it, it kind of tells me like, okay, you're not trying to do something complex here. It's it's just, oh, underdog story, which isn't bad. It's just not as great as it can be. So to me, to me, it's just imagine if you took three billboards and and the 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 mean racist just turned out to be the mean racist. And uh, what's his name? The whole movie was about Woody Harrelson and the mom. And then, you know, in the end, they find the killer and the mean racist, you know, maybe does something bad and he goes to jail. And everyone has closure. 
it, it wouldn't be a bad film. It would still be nicely made and have great performances. Uh, uh, but it wouldn't be as good as it could have been if they had done that. Instead, they did. They took the much more complex approach to telling the story. And to me, this is like if they they took the less complex road to telling the story. Okay. So basically what you wanted was a more complex way to tell the story. More complex take on the characters. And okay. I think that that's that comes down to script and directing. I would still keep James Franco because he did a wonderful performance and Dave Franco because they have that connection I think from being brothers do you feel the movie, do you feel that the movie was rushed <clears throat> was there something off with the rushed? pacing do you want more scenes like more development that sounds like what you're asking for um better writing uh more development when it comes to the characters like like the whole relationship between the two it's like you know they're they're best friends it, it, it's like the high school thing like talking about ladybird it's the whole thing where you know they become best friends best friends forever let's promise never to not be friends and then you know something happens one of them gets more popular and then uh oh they're getting jealous so then they fall apart but then on the night of the prom they get back together because you know best friends forever it's, wait is that what happened in the ladybird that's exactly what happened so um oh wow it, it, it's not okay. bad but it it could it could the story is ripe for more than that i guess there's more you could mine from it than just sort of the standard you know best friends fall out of you know friendship then they get back together kind of story it's not bad I, I actually do really enjoy it and I think it is funny and it is well acted and uh, even though I'm not crazy about the directing James Frank it's not like James Franco was just like well fuck it like you could tell he did try um, even working so, with uh, Mr. Wesso uh, personally you know so yeah yeah he took it seriously which is great uh, I, I just I would have liked something a little bit more I guess Okay. That's as vague as possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shall we move on to Ladybird then? Since you mentioned it. Yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. Peter. 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 I am dying yes. to know. <laughs> okay. Because I have not seen this movie yet. Yes. Uh, but I want to know what I'm dipping my toes into. Uh, so Peter, tell me what you what did you think about Ladybird? I think um, I think someone just confessed he considers one person's opinion over the other. Okay. That was I not a confession. It was not. I think he's just. I'm just curious. Curious. Just curious. Yeah. Um, I, with with something like, uh, what's it called, the the disaster artist. I just liked. I would say I really liked Lady Bird. Um, because and, and the the writing was a little bit sharper. You know, with the characters and the characters. We should note that this is the directorial debut of Greta Gerwig, and I think she did write the screenplay as well. Yes, who um, was, I, I think it was her, the lead character in Francis Ha, which is on Netflix right now. So anyone, go check that out. It's a really great film. 
Um, the directing was a little bit sharper. Uh, the 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 writing was a little bit sharper. I felt it 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 is it is one of those things where it's like it is a basic like I said coming of age story. Mm-hmm. But I th- but it's also one of those things where it's like it also comes down to the execution. And I thought the execution was really well done. Do you think that this it's was not as, do you think this is, this was hurt or helped by the fact that apparently for a while it had the it was like the best reviewed movie of the year on Rotten Tomatoes? I was going to get to that. Okay. Um, I I don't think it's like the best movie of the year. I know a lot of it has like a 99% or I don't know if it's gone down. Like it's people were really in love with I'll it. I'll check right now. Um, I'm not really in love with it. I think it's definitely a really great film. It's re- oh, well, I mean, really, really good film. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's, it's a nice film to just put on and watch the, the, the actors are great. The writing is really snappy and really well done. Um, and I like Lady Bird. The main character is like the worst, but you still end up empathizing with her, and liking her even, and, and liking her. So I think that's a real testament to the really? performance and, was the, and the writing. Your, that was not your reception to uh, to her character, uh, but prior. Well, that's when I started the film. I got to the end eventually. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's partly based on the way that the character is written, and then also Sorshi Ronan is a great actress. She's she's. Wonderful. I mean, she was she was just beautiful in Brooklyn. When I love uh, the previous film that she was in, uh, and I can say I think uh, out of the three of us, I mean, compared to you, you really, I, you really mm-hmm. liked it. I loved the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I and I agree with basically. You are a sucker for uh, coming of age stories. I'm a sucker for that, and I'm also a sucker for a lot of things that happen in this movie. I just want to say, you know, th- I agree with you, Peter. <laughs> it's not the best movie of the year by any stretch of the imagination. But I think what about this movie that captured so much enthusiasm is just how delightful it is. I think it's a really enjoyable yeah, movie. It is. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I also feel it's, um, it is like, like I said, it is a very typical story, mm-hmm. but it, it, like, like the execution, there are certain moments. Like it tells emotion. it in a way that's refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, for fr- I don't know if refreshing is a word, but definitely effective, because there are there's several moments. The, emotionally that hit me that I was like uh, okay you know this movie's working I didn't expect it to like talking about the the reason I asked about the actor Lucas Hedges because yeah when when he um, well, I, don't, I guess I won't spoil it for Kyle, Kyle when he confronts Lady Bird after she discovers something about him and he kind of breaks down I was like oh shit like I really felt for that. I uh, uh, just want to add some context to that particular moment, and just to, to mm-hmm. just to be aware, um, Lady Bird. Uh, okay, the lead character in this movie calls herself Lady Bird. That's not her given name, but she wants everybody to, oh, to yeah. call her Lady Bird. Just to be clear, okay, because mm-hmm. that, that's one of the things I was watching this with Eric and Nettie. And Eric missed the beginning, and he was so confused. Oh, really? He was so confused why everybody <laughs> called her Lady Bird. 
So I had to like explain it to him what happened just to make to establish that's what she calls herself. That's what she wants to be called. Um, and in regards to the setting, this is Sacramento. It's a, uh, it has like the small town Imperial Valley ish kind of feel to it. What Nettie commented on it does. Uh, Lady Bird and her friends, uh, her circle of friends, they attend a Catholic school. Just more context. And the crux of the movie is her trying to escape the small town to get the hell away from there and her family. She wants to go to like an art school in New York. That's her ultimate dream. The mom wants her to go to like a state university in California. So that's the main setup of the movie. And in regard to that particular moment that you were describing, Peter, uh, yeah, that was an extremely effective and an emotional scene uh, because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a confrontation and she has every right to be upset. But she is empathetic and she almost breaks down, too, because of the reaction that she's getting. Uh, and I thought that that in itself was beautiful. Uh, no, but I, I agree with you that there are typical tropes. There are things that are expected, but I think it is very effective. And I think what is helped by that is the quick uh, pace of this movie. It just it flies by. And I don't think there's a moment of it that's just not enjoyable or that you can bring yourself to hate. There may be some characters, some storylines that you may not like as much, but um, I just thought that the whole thing was quite charming, if I'm I'm being honest with you. And I thought I really loved Laurie Metcalf in this movie. She was the mother. Laurie Metcalf, who, by oh, the way, she was wonderful. Yeah, she's wonderful. And, and those of you may know her from playing Sheldon uh, Cooper's mother in The Big Bang Theory and Jackie. Actually, if yeah, you're Rose. an intel- if right. you're an intellectual, right. you know her from Roseanne. Right. Not Roseanne. From, yeah. uh, of all the shows, it's Roseanne. Right. OK. You know, but she's great. <laughs> she was great. And anything. Be she's sure in. to stay tuned to the um, the revival series, <laughs> right? Apparently, no. But yeah, she she was great. And I, I thought uh, some of the things that she and Lady Bird go through reminded me of my relationship with my mom. And I think that's one of the things that really connected with me. Uh, her desire to leave Sacramento um, is also one of the things. And by, there are there are several visual cues and shots that remind you of the valley, which is crazy because it's like it's Sacramento, right? The capital of California. But really, it reminds you so much of where we are from, the, the Imperial Valley, to be sure. It was it's almost like it was filmed there. Maybe. Um uh, and there is a particular moment with Lori Metcalf when she drops off Lady Bird and she's about to go away and uh, she, she she's driving away and you see she's trying so hard not to cry, not to break down. And then she just ends up like breaking down and then she drives back and oh my God. There were so many emotionally powerful infused moments that I thought were great. At the end of the day... I don't think this is the best movie of the year by a long shot. I think there have been a lot of better movies, but it's just so well made. It's beautiful. It's emotional. It's passionate. It's so relatable. It's a coming of age story and filled with a lot of great young actors and a lot of great performances. I definitely I think it's a must see. I think it's enjoyable, heartwarming and delightful. And I love those kind of stories. I think it's what would have been just a good film, you know, uh, bumped up by its uh, uh, filmmaking and... Uh, the cast. Um, 
cast uh, of, of great actors, which makes it a, a, re- a really good film. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyable. I understand why a lot of people like it. I think same with you, by a long shot, it's not the best film of the year. But I also think we shouldn't measure a film's success on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, sh- we should f- uh, measure it on what it set out to do and what it accomplished. And I think it definitely accomplished, accomplished what it set out to do. Um, is there anything you want to know about it, Kyle? Go watch it, I guess. Go <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to, ins- I want to insert a film uh, that actually me and Kyle watched this year. Um, we'll get through it pretty quick. But it's um, Captain Underpants, the f- his first epic movie. You saw that? I saw it. It's on Netflix. Okay, what did you- okay I'm dying to know what you thought of it. Okay, did you um, grow up with the books growing up? Oh, my... I, st- I still have them somewhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I used to read them all the time. I loved them. The um, flippograms and everything. It's 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 really cute. It, it's a really nice kids' film. It, it, it's, it really is just taking one of the books and, and slapping it on the big screen. It, yeah. It's, it really took kind of, like, different elements from all of the books, though. It's the last kid film that I can think of that just, it's predominantly about like poopy humor and farts and stuff like that. But, but it's, it's really so ch- entertaining. It's charming. It's not that in a like, ew, gross. Like it does it in a way. No, it's in a charming way. You know, it's a celebration of sort of the way kids are and their humor and the things that make them laugh. And um, that's that's what the Berks were as well, um, of uh, laughter and um, creativity and stuff like that. It, it, it's I didn't think the voice actor, I would like the voice actors, because when I first saw the uh, the trailer, I was like, oh, God, they got Kevin Hart. Yeah. And but I, I really love Kevin him. Hart. I really liked yeah, him yeah. here. He was good. He was good. Um all the other characters work, even especially uh, P- Professor. What's his now? Principal Crump. Principal Crump, yeah, played Krupp. by uh, Ed uh, Helms. Ed Helms, yeah. yeah. Which was Trouble. a really no. good uh, uh, casting choice because the way that he turns on a dime from like the heroic Captain Underpants to like really grumpy uh, Mr. Crump, and the, the, just the way that they they portrayed each other and interacted, the way that he uh, he instilled uh terror within all the all the kids um i don't know who played uh melvin but he um went... i i think it, i don't know if you you know it but it's silicon valley the lead in that in the that show he's a no. comedian okay um he's he, good he was good too he's a wonderful asshole in in the whole thing um, oh wait Never mind, that wasn't Melvin. Um, I, was, I thought you were talking about the other kid. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about the the the, the kind of teacher's pet kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Uh, he was uh, he was uh, an enjoyable asshole. Just a lot of things. Um, I thought the animation, I thought the animation, like, I saw it at first. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be very uh, Sony animation-like. Um, no, DreamWorks puts effort. But this one right here, I was like, damn. And not only that, but just like transitioning, keeping the same look of the books, but just putting yeah. slapping color on it and running it through a computer. 
that was brilliant. That was brilliant. It's kind of like, it's kind of like my the same thoughts I have on a uh, Peanuts, the Peanuts movie. And that movie was Peanuts was by uh, Blue Sky, I think. Yeah, and that movie was charming as well. It looked like I was reading uh, Charles Schultz's uh, uh, comic strips, but just like brought to the big screen, slap some color on it, and uh, and uh, run it through a computer. And that was also brilliant. You know, I just I I love the way that they take the properties and not make them like super like like uh, adrenaline kind of kind of thing like mm-hmm. on steroids I, yeah. and I and I really like the way that they did it with this movie I, I agree yeah I think it's a it's a nice kids film it's cute I'm not I didn't love it but it, it's 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 nice it, it, it is exactly what you would think from a Captain Underpants uh, movie and I like and how it, faithful it is well yeah that's that's what I mean and like, um that it yeah like in the middle of the movie like uh they did the flipograms uh thing bit that they do in the books which was a really nice thing and then the the last line not to it, it's not a spoiler you know if it you know that if it's faithful it's going to say oh no here we go again uh, at the end of the movie and i like how it like kept the same beats and patterns of uh of, There's uh, a lot of tropes to the books. Yeah, and it's it's really fleshed out onto onto the big screen, and it's just a really nice uh, adaptation of a well loved uh, children's uh, series from our youth, and I think that that was a nice little thing. Um, so, any questions on that, Alexis? No, not really. Um, uh, just to just to be clear, um, we're gonna go ahead because Peter and I and I'm sure Kyle have yet to see some of these movies. So, what I'm gonna suggest is for like Call Me by Your Name, I Tanya, The Shape of Water, and The Post. We'll save for a future episode, just to, yes. just yeah. to make sure we're not so bogged down with all these movies because we all want to see those movies too. I think I've seen all of them, but Peter and Kyle stuff yet to see them. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and talk about two more quickly: Get Out and Dunkirk. Okay. Oh boy. So, wait, didn't we already talk about Dunkirk, though? Uh, I mean, it's been talked about. I mean, I think it's perfect enough to just revisit very quickly, um, just to mention it. Okay. Now, tell me what you thought of Dunkirk. <laughs> Have you seen Dunkirk yet, Kyle? No, I'm very anti-Nolan. Are you I planning on seeing it? Yeah, I plan on watching it. I'm sorry. It's just that I've I've been busy with the uh, with college and all that stuff. Again, I'm in a very advanced class and all that stuff. And it's just like it, it, I'm basically taking honors English right now, and it's like very, very uh, uh time. Well, I didn't I so, didn't need your life story, Kyle. So so I don't have that kind of time. But anyway, uh, yes, I do plan on watching Dunkirk uh, by the end of this month. So, uh, tell me, uh, guys, what you thought of Dunkirk. Well, I mean, we saw it way back in July, right? I think, right? Was it June or July in theaters, Peter? Whenever it came out. Whenever it came out. Um, short uh, version, we're very underwhelmed and unimpressed, and I think we're the only two people on the face of the planet that just thinks this movie is... Uh, 
maybe overrated. I don't think it's for either of us. Uh, it's pretty much anxiety attack the movie, as somebody else described yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow. It's it's a good film. It, it's very well made. It, it's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go okay. Stop, Alexa. Stop. Uh, tell me. Uh, finish your thoughts. Stop. Here. You're the one that laughed first. What are you talking shh, about? Shh. Let's let's continue. Peter, we we've stopped. Tell tell us tell us more. It's, I think it's incredibly well made. It's I, I do think it's it's not a bad film at all. I just think. One, it's it's not a film that uh, it does anything new. I just sort of think it does less, and I and I guess in a way that's new. But it, it's it's like all the war scenes and and all the you know amped up feelings of tension and you know anxiety. I've seen that before in a film, and I've seen that before in a film with character. Except this time it felt uncomfortable and really at times kind of this movie intentionally fucks with your perception of reality. There are nonlinear timelines. It tests your patience and at, at times you will feel rather strained if not just you, you just lose it. See, I wouldn't I, I, I would love all of that stuff to a certain extent if I cared, you know, and I think that was the biggest issue. I just couldn't care because that, I don't know these characters. And what characters? I, I, I do like the, I do like the idea of being dropped in a situation, and you learn just enough about them for it to, you know, matter within the situation that they're in. But you really just learn nothing. It, it's it's it just is. And sometimes an you experience. feel like, and sometimes you feel like you're dropped in a moment that's meant to be a moment, and then it just comes off as showboaty, and then nothing really happens that you feel anything. Like you get that there are moments that Nolan tries to make really big moments of the film, and while there's like mm-hmm. like the score and there's like moments of cheer and joy happening, you just feel nothing inside. But yeah, that's what so I'm saying. Like, if, if I cared about these characters, I'm sure they would work incredibly well. But I mean, I guess it worked for other people because I think other people feel like they uh, uh, people love this film, like genuinely love it. Um, Call it a masterpiece. So yeah. The way that you guys are describing this movie to me, it really feels like it's pretentious. I don't think it's pretentious. It, it's just... I th- it knows what it wanted to be. It wanted to be a high-octane, tension-filled, you know, two-hour experience. And I do think it succeeds at that. But for me, anyway, this is personally speaking, two hours is too long to keep me tense without... I think it was, it was an hour and a half, ...about Peter. these characters. It was an hour... It was an hour and a half. It felt like two uh, hours... It felt like two hours. Which um, the movie is? It, it, it should have been. It should have been shorter. I think it should have been an hour. If anything, um, I don't think the movie yeah. as a whole comes off as pretentious, and I didn't get that sense. But there may be moments in the movie that where you're like, it, it may it may rub you the wrong way. I'll say that 
if it, it does. It, it didn't for me, mm. but we'll see. It depends on... I know you hate pretentiousness, Kyle. I mean, I will say that Christopher Nolan... I don't think it's pretentious at all. I, I think it's an experimental movie. Um, whether or not it comes I off as pretentious, it's up to you. I don't think it's pretentious. I, I, I just think it, it set out... For, to create an experience and I think it did succeed at yes. that that's why I can I can't call it a bad film because for the first half hour I was in it you know I was in it all the way and I was mm-hmm. like wow this is great right but after a while it's just like okay this is going on too long and I I no longer care you know and it, it and I, that's the biggest issue with the film it, it reached a certain point for me at least where I stopped caring and I think the only way I could have gotten back on is if I had grown with these characters or learned a bit about them or at least cared about what they were going through but it never it didn't even need to slow down but it just never did that it was just one tension one like five minute uh, tense scene stretched out to an hour and a half which again I do think Christopher Nolan succeeded at what he did, and I think he pulled it off very well. I guess it's just not for me. I'll I'll say this. I think I I'll say this. I think uh, among all the movies that are being recognized with accolades this season, I think it is by far the weakest and my least favorite of uh, of all of the movies that we talked about, even on this show. Today, yeah, I would say that. All right. Um, and anything else? I would, to add? I would still, I would still recommend it though, because I I think we're the extreme minority. Yeah. I think most people but will like, watch it and love it. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I I didn't care for it. That's just my my thing. Should we get out to get out? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Go, Peter. Uh, yeah. Get out is a fantastic film by Jordan Peele. Um, it is. I guess a horror film, horror slash thriller, um, racial thriller. It's it's a it's wonderfully directed, wonderfully acted. You are talking about a film where you're tense the whole film. That's a film where you're tense. Oh my uh, god! The majority of the film, yeah. although there is many breaks for levity and humor, which also work. Except you actually care about the people on screen. You really care about the people on screen, especially the main character. Um, there's several just like what the hell is going on moments. I re- I remember watching this in a theater with a crowd. No. And it, they were very active within the film. Um, it, it, it's one of those kind of films. And by the end of it, you're just like, it's just a good old fashioned good movie experience. And um, I, I love seeing such a well-crafted film in this genre. Especially one that has something to say, but I think all the best films do. So, I I really I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I know Alexis hates this film um, <laughs> for some mundane reason. I don't know. Hey, whoa, whoa! I'm I'm okay. Now, how how is the lead actor? Because the only thing I've seen the lead actor in was uh, was an episode of Black Mirror. Wasn't and he I know fantastic that he was really good. He was really good. Like, really good. That's, like, my favorite episode of uh, Black Mirror. Which, by the way, really? check out the new season. 
It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, what did you well, you can also this? catch Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. every Friday at ABC at 9 o'clock. Also, I... also very good. I mean, if we're going to be plugging things here, let's go ahead and plug what's great. It's not Black Mirror. Good, it, it, no, it's better. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> huh? I'm sorry. No, it, uh, no, did you just pass gas no or something? Go along with no, that. I no, will go along go with that. Along. Screw you. Go, Kyle. <laughs> Somebody here is oh, passing gas. Hugo. I, uh, of, between Dunkirk and Get Out, I'm more intrigued to watch Get Out. Well, it's a better movie. To be honest. <laughs> I'll just say that it's a better movie than Dunkirk. And you care about something. And it's actually, I think, it has something more interesting to say with Get Out than Dunkirk. That's just my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, I, like, how uh, effective are the twists? Oh. I know that there's... Oh, shit very effective. There, it is very effective. I'm actually surprised Jordan Peele could make something of this caliber. I mean, I wouldn't expect that from a goofball, but I mean, you got what you got here. I the mean, goofballs I, are always the ones that make the most profound sense. I mean, I, I'll say I really underestimated him. This is an impeccable movie that has uh, some rather striking events. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of humor in this. I don't know. It, that's not what drove my. I think there's even striking visuals. Oh yeah, that I think will become parodied, you know, in in future media to come, and and sort of be staples of pop culture. I think. What do you think, without giving it away, Peter? Uh, what this movie has to say about race? I think it's it's it tackles racism, but not the in your face. You know, KKK. You know, waving torch racism. It 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 tackles subtle racism, and people want subtle racism in the twenty first century. Yes, and the way people profit over other people, not exactly through slavery, but still in a way of as viewing them as just a style or a trend. Instead of people, maybe even more um, fucked up than slavery. I don't know about that. Yeah, like it's 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 really it's really well told, and it's it's really it's one of those films where I think you can watch over and over again because you're gonna catch sudden subtle little things here and there. So it um, has a rewatchability factor. To I think it. it definitely does. If if. It, it's one of those things where you pick up on little things because I've seen it twice I think and both t- the second time I really picked up on things that I just sort of you know were in the background or little subtle hints and cues by the actors is there anything that, negative that you guys have um it sounds like you guys are leaning more positive towards uh, towards negative here I'm really positive on it. Um, there's not, there's really isn't much negative I can think of. No, I don't think um, so. I think this is a perfectly fine movie, uh, and I think it achieves what it wants to do successfully. That I thought it was a thrilling, mysterious, uh, her- disgusting in some aspects. Uh, that I mean, the, the things that are revealed in this movie. Um, I think it's definitely a much a must watch of of the year. I will say to distinguish, I'm not as hot on this movie as most people, including Peter. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. 
Um, and I wouldn't say it's the best movie of the year, but it's definitely one of the movies that would be among the best of the year just because of how uh, new and unique it feels, honestly. I mean, I, I mean honestly, this year is shaping... Uh, well, last year shaped out to be an excellent year in film in general. I think it was a great year. Well, I think it, in general, of all these movies, aside from Dunkirk, uh, we all like we all liked it to loved it for the most part. So, but even Dunkirk, I would I would like it. Like I said, I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's still a well made film, and it worked right for most of the people. So it's like. Uh, not my cup of tea, but at the end of the day, it's still like we still got very good films where even the films that you didn't necessarily like are still really good, um, at least from a filmmaking perspective. I think that's that's a great sign, I think. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Uh, go watch all uh, these movies. I mean, if you haven't seen them, yes. go watch them. I think we recommend you... To see all of them. We all had varying degrees of opinions in these movies. But in general, I think we can all agree they're all very good. And uh, I, I'm looking... I'd say um, have a double feature with the uh, three billboards and Captain Underpants. <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. And uh, I, I'll say uh, stay tuned for, for the other pack of movies that I mentioned. Because I think those are all really good too. And I think both Kyle and Peter would enjoy all of them as well. Well, we'll see. In the next podcast, and uh, if you want to know where we could, you could listen to all the podcasts. Uh, there's uh, various uh, ways you could listen to it. There's iTunes, and uh, just search up Red Spotlight Entertainment, and also search up uh, Red Spotlight Entertainment on podcast.com, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and, and before we go, we do want to say very quickly, we are going to be having a top 10 show very soon for you. Our top 10 list yes. of the year. Yes. So Maybe not very soon. Yeah, by the end of but January. Soon. By the end of January, yeah. we should okay. have a top ten list. No, we, we should. Yeah. It's overdue. Should is we, the key it, word. It's overdue. By the end of January, we should have a top ten list. I, I think that should be the cutoff point. Have, are, are you we guys should? Are you guys already That's shaping it. out uh, what your list is? My or? list is done. I have my I, I have my ten movies. I just have to rank them, which is I mean almost finished. Okay, Peter. Um, or not even you, close. I just need like twenty more films. That, oh, that is ridiculous. Okay. That is ridiculous. Will be good. I'm He's sorry watching. that I, I actually watch films, Alexis. I watch them um, too. I, I mean, okay. Anyway, check us out under the spotlight, uh, Tori and Kermit. Take it away. Why are there so many? Songs about rainbows And what's on the other side Rainbows are visions But only illusions And rainbows have nothing to hide So we've been told And some choose to believe it but I know they're wrong, wait and see. Yeah. Someday we'll find it, yeah. the rainbow 
wish I could sing like you. Just thought of that, and someone believed it, and look what it's done so far, you know? What's so amazing that keeps us stargazing, what do we think we might see? Someday we'll find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers dreamers and me all of us under its spell we know that it's probably magic have you been half asleep and have you heard voices i've heard them calling The voice might be one and the same. I've heard it too many times to ignore it. Something that I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Someday we'll find it. The rainbow connection. The lovers. The dreamers. 